video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. And welcome to another episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Craig, Jess and Andy here from Bonnie, Scotland, here to catch you up and react to the latest news in the video game industry. We show the games we have been playing this week and upcoming releases that we are excited to play. And of course, give our two cents on The Last of Us season finale. But it's a sombre start to this week's podcast after the news of the death of Mystic Meg last Thursday. So if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, we spoke of Mystic Meg, thought she was dead, looked her up, turns out she wasn't dead, but indeed thriving at 80. Thriving's a fucking... (laughs) Fast forward two days, she's dead. Was it written in the stars or did we in fact cause that to happen? We willed it into happenstance. I love the term we. I didn't say she was dead. I seem to remember well, the record will show that you thought she was dead. Use her accessories. <laughs> I'll, I'll take accessory. I know, but you're still getting jail time. Well, the funny thing is that because of when we record and when it goes live, she was actually dead before it even made day. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think dead at that so yeah. There was no fucking way it was getting edited out. Absolutely as soon as not. I seen that come up in the headline, it caught in a notification, I was like, got to, got to test Craig that. <laughs> I just can't believe she didn't see it coming. <laughs> Written the stars uh, all along. I mean, how shite must she be? Ha- um, sorry, have been. Yeah. Naked my, my past tense correctly. I'm not sure. Was it? I don't think she claimed to be able to tell the future, though. I think her name was just Mystic Meg. She was more a horoscope person. Right, okay. I can't, I don't claim to know too much about her. You could be forgiven for thinking her name's Mystic Meg, you could be forgiven for thinking she's mystical and she knows the future and all that, but I think it was actually just horoscopes was her But is that not partly predicting stuff? I don't think it is, it's more just like... The time of the day, the the temperature. The time of the day, (laughs) the way the moon is the new, you're going to have a a serotonin in her, you know what I mean? Something like that. I mean, what's your horoscope, Andy? What are you, what star sign are you? I think I'm an Aries. 26th of March, yeah. See, it changed at one point. It See, does. about 10 years ago, because I, I used to be a Capricorn, but I think I've changed now. Oh, have you? Mm. You changed your outlook as well? I did, I had a whole, <laughs> I had a whole You're no longer life a switch. A whole life switch. <laughs> Are you going to pull up Andy's? I am indeed, yeah. Um... Let's see if we'll make this fit. But I think that's the thing. I think a well-written horoscope... You can make it is, fit. is vague in such a way that you can make it fit around <laughs> yeah, you if you yeah. want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says, The desire to write your thoughts on a subject you've been either thinking about or possibly even researching could arise today. 
If you've been thinking about trying your hand at a magazine article on this or any subject, this is the time to get started. Your mind is sharp and your self-expression is free-flowing. Go to it. Have you been thinking about writing a song? I'm always writing songs. Well, there you go, that's right. Oh, I fucking hell. I can't believe they've captured you perfectly Something there. I've done since I was 13 every fucking day. Aye, well done. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, just before we move on, I mean, is there anyone you want to prematurely kill this week? Who do I not like? <laughs> Sean Connery got a pretty hard bashing last time. Uh, I mean, he's already did. He's oh, kind of kill him again. <laughs> is Jeremy Beadle away? Uh, oh, I, I think he. I think he is. is he? <laughs> but we'll check, <laughs> and uh, then we'll find out that he's eighteen. Actually, no. Don't mind him about anymore. Why? What's what should be for him? Just I don't know. Fan of that wee hand. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. He died. So. He did. Right. Since two thousand and eight, he died. Right. So he'd have been in fucking eggshells if he was alive. Two thousand eight. <laughs> fucking hell. Who do we know? Like who do we want away? Uh, Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> Who the fuck's Bruce Dickinson? That guy that does the Antiques Roadshow and that. Can't say I've watched it. Him. Is he a right tit, aye? Ah, not a fan. Is he young enough that we could... No, no, he's quite He's quite old. He's getting on. 64. So he could go. Right. You're get next. Get rid of him. You're next, Bruce. Fucking watch out. Is it just old folk we're doing or just anyone we don't like? Um. Wait a minute, this isn't the same guy. An English singer. That's Bruce Dickinson is uh, also the a lead singer of uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah. So that's the wrong one. That's the wrong guy I've got up here. Yeah, Bruce Dickinson. Put in like antique. Bruce Dickinson antique and it should come up. Imagine we killed the wrong Bruce Dickinson. That'd David be... Dickinson. Is that where we've oh, gone fuck. wrong? With a tan. I <laughs> ah, sorry, David Dickinson then. 81. 81, yeah. Mm. He's got it coming for him. Ah, there we go. He's done. <laughs> Fuck's He's done. sake, we nearly fucking wiped out Iron Maiden there. <laughs> No, he, that, he already left that band. So. All right, okay. Yeah. I run to the hills. <laughs> so anyway, if there's anyone you want us to kill, let let us know. Let us know. It's a new section we're doing. Pure dead. <laughs> we're all going to put our uh, collective collective thoughts together and will it into existence. Somebody's fucking getting it. It'll be the new bin with severe consequences. <laughs> the new coffin. <laughs> Get in the coffin. <laughs> get in the coffin's got that a ring to it, actually, it? That should actually be. Just get in the coffin and it, we'll just talk about folk that we really want away. We want deed. Folk that have really annoyed you. It can be somebody you've met in the street. It can be an ex-friend. It can be famous folk. It's only a matter of time until someone, one of them dies under suspicious circumstances and there's a lot of proof that points to one of us. But yeah, then we go back to this podcast. I'm sure I heard something in the podcast that somebody was saying about him. <laughs> and then we're like, fuck. There's audio evidence. Five minute tirade of you fucking, I'm going to get a knife and I'm going to cut you. <laughs> God, imagine David Dickinson dies this week. That's two for two. Oh. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, we might not get requests as it is, but see if two out of two die, we'll get, honestly, the emails we'll get, the write-ins we will get. Mm. I know. Everyone, everyone want their shite uncle to die and mm. stuff yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, yeah, in a follow-up to last week's chat on dialogue and games, we wanted to 
highlight just two bits of feedback, comments that we got in. So Alan wrote in and said, I totally agree with Craig's point about superhero films playing a part in this. I consider myself a huge comic book fan and despite telling myself that the recent films have been good, I have started to go back and notice that almost everything in the last few years has been disappointments in hindsight. The burnout is real. Also, the following. Hello, Jessica, Andrew and Craig. I was interested in your previous topic in which games seem to get dismissed very swiftly after release based on other people's conceptions regarding the writing or similar aspects. Where I feel for spoken was written by somebody that had suffered a string of pretty serious concussions, other examples seem to get an overly hard time for the dialogue or story. I mean, you need a microscope and tweezers to find the story in Elden Ring, and the dialogue in Breath of the Wild is multiple shades of nothingness with increasingly dodgy English accents. There, are, These are the two most highly rated games of all time despite their glaring faults in both of these departments. What I believe is happening is users instantly wave away new titles for seemingly critical reasons because there is simply too much to play. People would rather sound like they have critiques rather than just saying they didn't have time to play a title or the game didn't interest them. The sooner we treat games like books, movies or music where you would never be able to digest every new release in a year, never mind dipping into the rich backlog of titles from yesteryear. You can't play everything that releases, you just need to pick what you want and don't worry about what anyone else is playing. So what if you're playing The Last of Us Part 1 for the fifth time because you lack imagination? It's your free time to waste however you choose. We also live in a time where daily content creators need to find something to put in a headline besides a picture of themselves scratching their eyes out in rage, looping a belt over their neck or screaming themselves into a coronary? Coronary. Coronary. These people are pathetic, but those that follow them and repeat their opinions as gospel are the worst type of mouth breather that exists solely on the internet. Get a job, your parents hate you. Keep on trucking, Ricky Rocket. Whooped. Ricky Rocket. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> Sounds like a well spoken Irishman to me. It does have my theories, but yes, I agree. Yeah, you, you can't these days. You can't play everything. No. It's fucking impossible. And I think there could be something to that. Maybe people are sort of looking for ways to be like, oh, I don't think I'd like that because of this reason. Mm-hmm. And it, it sort of in their mind makes them go, I can, now I, I don't need to think about that one. I can put that one to the side. Because I, I mean... I totally get that sentiment. I don't give games as much of an effort these days mm-hmm. because there's so much to plough through. Yeah. Like, I would be probably a bit more forgiving than the past, than um, these days. Mm-hmm. I, t- I think I totally agree with that. Well, remember what it was like when we were young. Like, you would get a game for your birthday or Christmas, mm-hmm. and there was sometimes that crushing disappointment where it was, it was absolutely fucking shite. Oh, but you, you just went with the box. <laughs> but you had to fucking convince yourself that that game was fucking amazing because oh, no, it was all you kill. had for the next six months. No, no, you had to fuck. If your dad spent 60 pounds, your dad's like, good. And you're like, oh, dad, brilliant. And you're like, that's just shite. <laughs> You don't like to tell your dad it's shy when he spent... I remember that happened to me. I bought Pit Fighter for the SNES. Right. right? It was one of those kind of first games where like, Mortal Kombat style, where it was like the people were like superimposed. Yeah. It was like real... You know you know that style? Aye, I you know remember that. The, the photograph put, mm. put into the game. It was that type of style, but it was fucking gaff. It was, it was so bad. It was so bad. The, I remember the controls being so awkward. 
And, uh, and my dad spent £60 in it, but the box art looked amazing, obviously. And I got it home <laughs> and I was like, oh my, no, 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 this is shit. And I remember going to a pals asking, do you know how to play this game? Because it's, I don't know, it's shite. And he was like, no, I've never heard it. And I was like, oh, fuck. And my dad's like, is it good? And I'm like, oh, brilliant, dad. <laughs> Can't get off it. Brilliant. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks, dad. <laughs> I was the same with uh, WCW Nitro. Mm. And that was it. Was similar, real. It was like almost like cutouts of real wrestlers. But yeah. it, I just, even if it had been slower, but it was so fast, right? And uh, I it just, it was not very good. Like I've got a lot of nostalgia for it, just because of the time when I had it. But Aye. it was not very good. And I remember mom buying it for me, and I was just like, no, no, I it's it's really fucking good. And I sat. I must have played it for about a hundred hours because I just like if I just keep playing it, it'll get better. <laughs> Fucking didn't. Remember when uh, your mum at Christmas time, your mum would hide your presents in the same cupboard every time. Aye, and you would, well, we would go and get the games and play them until she came home for work and then put them back. <laughs> and then at Christmas, you're like, "Oh, what's this? I'm getting oh, in your house, in your house. Oh, I love that game. This looks really good. Aye. Fucking disc play- scratches all over it. You're not going to play the new." Oh, I'll play it later. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be young. Yeah, I know, and I suppose that, like, kind of thinking back to yesteryear, um, you didn't have the online presence that we have now, where there mm. are reviews, there are guides, you can look up anything you want about a game, pretty much. You had to invest the time yeah. in a game and make your own informed decisions yeah. about what you liked and what you didn't and not be influenced by other people whereas that plays a huge role now because mm. you see oh it's getting review bombed it's you know whatever yeah. so you're like yeah. well like Andy says he with Pit Fighter he took it to his pals and was like do you know how to play this thinking it was him not that the game was shite whereas if you didn't if you had Twitter back then he'd have on Twitter and seen everyone was padding it and went I oh, know actually it's shite yeah, yeah. mm-hmm and like, I don't know, like you say, like, I mean, this isn't necessarily about that, but like back in the day, if you got stuck, you had to go, you had to save up the money for a gaming magazine, buy the magazine so that you could then get to the page where it would give you the number. <laughs> then you would need the fucking money for the, to phone the number <laughs> to get help on the game. Yeah. And now you can just Google YouTube and it will tell you exactly what to fucking do. And I wonder if that takes a little bit away of the sense of achievement that you get from accomplishing something and do you know what I mean you that gives you that self-gratitude I've done this whereas again if you cheat by looking up a guide then that's maybe taken away from you in which case you don't value your experience you know there's lots of lots of stuff at play I can't think who this was right but I remember somebody when I was young being stuck at a game and they wrote into a magazine for help and then basically just sat on it for like two months and kept buying the magazine waiting to see if their oh question got answered. <laughs> because that's the fucking, that's the extremes it went to. They'd already went into Electronics Boutique and went, excuse me, mate, do you know how to complete this? And the guys went, no. Electronics Boutique? Oh my God. I know. That's an old, that's an old. DB. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. That's a deep cut. Showing my age now. I know. Gaming's came a long way, but at the same point it has perhaps lost some of its charm from back then. Mm-hmm. We spoke about this before, but when you're saying about the games bought via just by looking at a cover, that fucking Rockstar game, State of Emergency, we spoke about it before, but like I bought that 100% based on the cover. The cover. Aye. 
and it was fucking rot. Sorry, based on the cover and the fact that it said Rockstar on it, yeah, I was like, yes! Yeah. And it turned out, I think they'd consulted on it or something. You know <laughs> they what? fucking had they made it. Again, I serve somebody on my work today, again, who is going for an interview at Rockstar. Really? Yeah. How fucking weird is that that do this keeps get, on happening? Do they get new company cars, in which case they're like, I'm going to pack my car before I get this job, hopefully. Ah, he's not got the job yet. <laughs> I, think. I said to him, though, if you get the job, because I was talking about the podcast and that, because I was talking about The Last of Us, well, mm. and uh, I was telling him we had a podcast and that, and I said, if you get a job, <laughs> give us a wee tweet, you know what I mean, and we'll get you on. You'll probably have to sign an NDA, obviously. <laughs> but we can get you on and you can give us hints and innuendos. You know what I mean? So basically what we're saying is, probably next week we'll have a GTA 6 exclusive. Yeah, so tune in for that. <laughs> We just do that every week and disappoint folk. <laughs> well, when you get the GTA 6 fucking line in somewhere, no. we're contractually obliged to bring it up because we're Scottish. <laughs> okay, so shall we look ahead to the games that are coming out this week and the biggest releases? I have noticed, looking at the list that Craig compiled this week, that there is a glaring omission, Craig, that I have mentioned multiple times that you have not included that releases on March 17th. Is it a Disney thing? No. Hmm, I don't know. Peppa Pig? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll actually probably play that as well. I know, why is that not on your list? It was The list was cut down for uh, time saving. Right, okay. I'll run through what you did put down. So we have first up WWE 2K23 Deluxe. That comes out March 14th. And the standard edition comes out March 17th. And it's, the peasant edition. Yeah, this is the latest in the sports entertainment quote entry, bringing war game matches for the first time ever, along with upgrades to returning modes. By all accounts, it's meant to be really good. It's actually scored really high. I was higher than I was expecting. Actually, it's like sitting at like an eighty-two overall, and apparently the war games has been like implemented really well. So, seems like it might actually be worth checking out. A decent upgrade if you're into that sort of thing. Not me. It's probably not the game for you, I. No. Well, I mean, The Rock's in it, is he? Oh, aye. Mm-hmm. aye. Oh, you'll be in it. <laughs> in fact, just a wee side note, because you'll find this funny, Andy. Uh, so they've got to the point now with the WWE games where before the game even comes out, they give you a list of all the DLC drops and when they're going to come. So there's like five DLC drops down the line. One of them is called, it's something like, the up-and-comer pack, right? And it's four NXT guys and Harley Race, who was a wrestler in the fucking 70s. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Why is he in there? Highly respected, but he's not like the biggest name, really. Why know. the fuck's he in an up-and-comer pack with uh, four NXT folk? That's weird. Yeah, bizarre. Okay. We also have Valheim. I couldn't pronounce that one last week, could I? That's it, Valheim. Valheim. That comes out March 14th. It's a Game Pass game, a little survival game, multiplayer, I believe. Multiplayer or solo. In a sort of Viking culture. I might try this, because, you know, I'm opening my doors and I'm... It's meant to be... Apparently, it's been on PC for a while and it does really well. It's meant to be good if you like survival, potentially single or co-op-y type things. Not for me, but it's meant to be good. It's in game preview on Game Pass. Okay. 
So there's that. We also have The Legend of Heroes, Trails to Azure. That comes out March 14th as well. And it follows the events of Trails from Zero, the special support section. Find themselves within new members and new duties. Not for for us. like anime typey visuals. No. The Wreck, March 15th. It's a 3D visual novel in which you help failed screenwriter... Junon make it through the most pivotal day in her life. Looks actually alright this. Looks quite kind of hard hitting story type of thing. Um, we also have also not for me, the Dark Pictures Anthology Switchback VR. Action, horror and VR. Yes. I've been there a few times before when you've endured me. You've put me in the headset when I was pregnant I'm sure. Well we're going to put you back in it, don't worry. Well... Well, and we also have Gorn, which is a ludicrously violent VR gladiator simulator featuring a unique, fully phys- physics-driven combat engine. Gorn combatants will be able to creatively execute their most violent gladiatorial fantasies in virtual reality. It came out on PSVR. The first one uh, a few years ago, and it is a lot of fun. It's cartoony kind of graphics, but you can basically rip folks' arms off and beat the shit out of them. With it. So it's uh, it's good, and it should obviously have all the kind of bells and whistles with it with the upgrade. Hopefully, a better fucking trophy list. That was that was the one mark against mm-hmm. it before. No platinum wow. on the PS4. No fucking platinum. How dare you? I can see Andy's disgust for here. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another game coming out, right? It's called Tricky Thief. And I just saw the name and I was like, that might be kind of stealthy type thing. And I, like, I looked up. That. I literally knew that. So what do you reckon to <laughs> I was like, that? I want to see what this is like. <laughs> so apparently it is a wee kind of top down stealth game. I fucking mm. Googled this thing. You cannot find anything about it. Like you Google it and nothing comes up. Nothing. Really? I can't, even, I can't even find a fucking screenshot. I'm That's like, weird. and it's coming to Xbox and PlayStation. I mean, this was last night. Maybe there's something there now. But I was like, Tricky. how does this not... How does nobody get... Even in YouTube, you type it in, there's nothing. Tricky Thief. Tricky Thieves. Mm. Tricky Thief, sorry, yeah. That's weird. Um, there's also a game coming out that I might need to check out. It's called Kung Fury Street Rage Ultimate Edition. And... When I looked it up, it's basically a side-scrolling beat-em-up, like Double Dragon, where you play as a guy who's clearly David Hasselhoff, but they don't have the they don't have the rights, <laughs> rights to say <laughs> that it's David Hasselhoff, um, and you're beating the shit out of waves of Nazis on the beach, on the moon, on and it's just a side-scroller where you're just kicking the shit out of Nazis. Bit of a strange game. But this isn't... You told me about another Nazi game. This is, this is a different one. No, this uh, there's actually two Nazi games. Wow, okay. Big, big week for the Nazis. Yep. Um, because there's also a Nazi game called Sex with Hitler, World War II. So this came to Steam the other day, right? <laughs> On the 11th. And it was sitting with a very positive user score. Uh, 58 reviews, all positive. It was described as an action-packed, top-down shooter, right? So, from what I can understand, it was like pixel art graphics, top-down shooter. The tags on Steam were sexual content, mature, realistic, and nudity. And the game was called Sex with Hitler. 
So naturally, I was like, I'm fucking all over this. I'll make a video on this. Uh, it was 19% off at launch. Why not 20? Bizarre. Uh, and it was coming in at a whopping £1.81. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was like, right, that's worth the fucking price of admission. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been taken off Steam. Aww. I went to the page and it does not exist anymore. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, I have to hope that there is footage of it online so that I can so that I can check it out because uh, it sounds like a keeper. <laughs> yes, okay. Well, in case you can't get your hands on that, we do have some games that you can actually buy that are pretty good deals. Maybe not quite one pound nineteen, but still lots of percentages off, which is good. So we have Dying Light Definitive Edition. It's got eighty percent off down at nine fifty nine on the PlayStation Store. Um, it's nine years old, but still pretty good game. We have Duck Tales. Thank you. <laughs> Remastered at two pounds forty nine. So that's seventy five percent off on the Xbox Store. And Billy, one of Craig's favourites, Scholarship Edition, seven pound nineteen on the Xbox Store. The Ducktales remastered. It's the <laughs> Ducktales from the NES, that really good two D Ducktales game. Then they remastered all the graphics and stuff. It's really good. It's well worth picking up for fucking two quid. Um. Fun game, pretty hard. As it all, the tune? What, it's a belter of a tune, it an is. intro tune. Isn't I mean, it? it's worth the two quid for the tune. Isn't it? Hmm. Hmm. Aye. Yeah. Might pick it up actually. Might own it already actually. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure we fucking own it. There is that, yeah. Fuck it, I'll buy it again. <laughs> two pound. Support the devs. Um, yeah, so that's your that's your deals of the week this week. Indeed. Hmm. Um, before we move on to what we've been playing, it sort of feels like we have to keep doing these regularly, but following on from our talk last week about how the Starfield date affects Xbox in 2023, like, how how are we feeling about Xbox's game? Yeah, so, right, so Starfield now, we, we did a cut-in last week uh, at the 11th hour. Starfield has been dated. It's coming... It's coming September 6th, uh, apparently. We're still not 1,000% convinced it's real, but if it is real, it's going to come... It's not real. <laughs> it's going to come on September 6th, and we sort of spoke briefly about how does that affect Xbox for the rest of the year, because we would sort of thought... This is the longest con ever. <laughs> it's quite long. It's a long one. It is, aye. Well, I don't know what the end game is. Hopefully Phil Spencer on a stage doing the windmill with his cock going, Fulges! But yeah, like so uh, the the sort of talk was, I mean we did say this thing wasn't coming the first half of the year, but the sort of narrative was that it was and the narrative was that Forza was as well so it was looking like Xbox had a stacked first half of the year and then what were they going to announce that was going to fill that second half Mm -hmm. but now that Starfield's coming later in the year. It looks like Forza's coming later in the year. Like, will we see anything else that they have already announced or will that stuff get pushed into 2024? And how does the year look for Xbox? Because there was, while, I don't know, it was interesting, like, when the delay came, I expected the internet to have a fucking meltdown and just start half of the folk laughing 
another half going, I'm fucking raging about a delay. But everyone seemed to take it on the chin pretty well, for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. But there has been a lot of talk that, well, is this now a good year for Xbox? Because they're going to have less coming than what we thought. But mm-hmm. I was just looking at it and like... I made it just a quick list, but like, so January we get that hi-fi rush game everyone seemed to like, looked really good. In a couple of weeks, or probably within the next two weeks, we're going to get Ghostwire Tokyo, and that'll be on Game Pass. Um, I know it's a game that's a year old, but it's a good game. Uh, April, I was going to say, I thought that was out already. Aye, but it was a year-timed exclusive on PlayStation. So, But now that obviously Bethesda are bought, it will come straight to Game Pass. Uh, and it's well worth checking out. But um, April, that Minecraft, I keep getting it wrong, is it Legends? Dungeons. Dungeons? No, Dungeons is the one that's out, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I think it's Legends. Not for me, but again, it's, it's a Minecraft game. A similar. Right? <laughs> yeah. May, Redfall. Then I'm thinking maybe July might get Forza Motorsport. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Starfield September, hopefully, if it's real, maybe. And then if they could get something later in the year... I'm thinking maybe Hellblade 2, or if the Activision deals went through, then maybe Call of Duty's on Game Pass, which would sort of fill that gap as well. And if that happens, you've got something every two or three months, and you've all of a sudden got a pretty good spread of games, plus all the third-party stuff. And then you could comfortably move some of this stuff into 2024 and still, I think at the end of the year, look back and go, yeah, Xbox delivered. So... I don't know, I, I, I just feel like in the last couple of days it has been, not doom and gloom, but a few people kind of saying like, oh here we fucking go again, where is everything? But I think they can get away with moving even the likes of Hellblade into 2024 and still have the perception of, we, hey, we've been putting out exclusive games every couple of months. I mean, yeah, but it, it, I suppose everyone has different tastes and you're not going to play all of these games, like, you know, it's unlikely. But no one is. Yeah, but... I don't know, depend, you know, if you're not into this and you're not caring about Forza, like, I think so that's, that's th- one less game to, you know what I mean? And yeah. It just depends on your I likes. Think, I think that's the thing. I don't think Xbox has ever really got the credit they deserve for Forza. Mm. Because, like, I don't know, when people go, uh, Xbox just put out sevens, Forza is always a nine or above. But people sort of dismiss it because like, oh, it's a racing game, I don't care about racing games. And I think, yeah. like, if you don't like racing games, then I, I mean, that's you're, you're kind of fucked, aren't you? Like, so, sometimes people will be like, oh, I'm not really into third-person shooters, but if one's really good, they get fucking right into it. Whereas if you don't like a racing game, th- that thing may as well not exist. And I think it's unfortunate for Xbox that the one consistent banger that they've had is a game that probably 50% of gamers are like, nah, I'm good. But it still should count. Yeah. Let's just hope the team know how to make a Fable game as well. Jury's out on that. Yes. Okay, right, let's review our week and talk about what we've played. Who wants to go first? I've not really. I'm still just playing, obviously. Atomic Heart? Yeah. Did you see that they did an interview? There was a journalist went to the studio and they said they've got active plans to make a sequel. Oh, really? Oh, really? Mm. That's good. You wouldn't have thought this early that they would have... I've not confirmed it, but they've said they have plans. Yeah. Do we know how the sales have done? Is it done all right? I don't think... I've not heard anything. Right. The sales right. will be a bit ham- hamstrung as well because it was in Game Pass. Mm. Oh, um, good, oh, good point. Aye, but uh, I've, not he- I've not heard anything. I'm not sure. 
Um, but I, I mean, hopefully, like, that's the thing, like, we spoke about this in previous weeks, but it's their first game. So, yeah, there will be stuff about it that's not quite refined enough, but if they can take what they've made with that and Mm -hmm. then take feedback on board, continue to develop as a studio, like, it could be one of these things where the first game was good, the second game is fucking excellent. Because, like we said, for a studio's first effort, fucking hell. I've knocked it out of the park, I think. Yeah. Definitely. But yourself... I have finished Hogwarts Legacy and when I say finished I don't mean completionist level finished I have finished the story Okay Um, I am 38% of the way there in terms of trophies I don't know whether I'm going to endure that (laughs) because there's a lot of things on my map still very much there I heard it as quite grindy Yes Yeah um, but I have grinded three days, four hours and 51 minutes of it. Holy shit. So far. <laughs> to finish the story. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care to comment about how many of those were done during your nine to five? No. Right. Oh dear. Doesn't like comment. That's no good. Uh, no, no comment. <laughs> I genuinely, ha- I don't think I played all that much. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, I, I don't know whether some of those hours are on pause, but I don't think... I, I, like, I tend to just turn it off if I'm not playing it. I don't sit with it on pause very much. Uh, or you sit with the game just lingering. Yeah. You don't actually pause. No, no, I would I would pause the screen, but I don't... think that counts tur- as game time. No. I don't know. It doesn't. Game, I don't know. No, it doesn't. Game time's... No, just having a game on. Game time's you playing the game. Pause would not count. So. See, I wonder if, like, because I've been playing it on my phone quite a bit, like, I uh-huh. wonder when I disconnect from the phone, does it turn it off on the actual console? Is that racking up hours? It's possible, I'm it not sure. it seems I've played it a lot. Yeah, it's a long time. I have played it a lot. I have played it a lot. <laughs> yeah, and that's the th- and that's the thing. It's the type of game where you do end up just fucking about and not necessarily progressing. Because there's things that like you can fast travel throughout the map, but there was times where like oh, I'm just gonna take my broom and I'll just go like and travel rather than aye, taking aye. the shortcut. Because I don't know, it's quite a, it's an enjoyable yeah. experience doing that sometimes. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how accurate my time play is, but that's where I'm at with it. You've certainly ploughed hours in anyway. I have, yeah. And I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, I thought the story was really good. Um, I've enjoyed quite a lot of the kind of side quests. Um, yeah, all good. Good. We are hopefully going to do an episode that's kind of like a spoiler cast and we'll go through it in a bit more detail. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know when that's happening. Should you care for Hogwarts Legacy? Indeed. Okay, I have been playing the Dark Pictures Anthology Switchback VR, which releases the day this podcast comes out. Mm -hmm. It's, in every sense of the word, a sequel to Until Dawn, Russia Blood. It's the exact same concept with extra bells and whistles based on the PSVR 2's increased capabilities. Mm-hmm. Like, so again, you're in a wee mining cart and it's on rails. You're going through, there's shit jumping out at you. You've got to shoot stuff and they do an excellent job of scaring the shit out of you. Okay. 
Uh, one of the features of the PlayStation VR 2 is that it's got eye tracking, which is good for your shooting, because like pretty much if you're looking at an enemy shoot in that rough direction, you will hit. Okay. Uh, but what they can also do is they know when you blink. And they can use that to their advantage to scare the shit out of you. So you blink and it recognises that and Stuff something moves. in the background goes, put this on the screen. Well, I'll give an example of something <laughs> early on. So you start... Well, I, don't, I don't understand how it knows when you're blinking. So it's just eye tracking technology. So you are in this minecart, you go through and you end up in this sort of room full of murderous looking mannequins. Oh God, mannequins, right, okay, right. that's where we're at, yep. Every time you blink, they move <laughs> into different <laughs> positions, right? And then every sort of three or four times you blink, one of them comes to life and fucking jumps at you. Oh my God. And you have to shoot them. Wow. Really excited to have a shot. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to record Jessica having a shot and see if she, see how she, how she fails. Not well, I'm gonna imagine. <laughs> but yeah, look, it's 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 really fun. Uh, it's really well done. I would what one thing I would say is the graphics aren't amazing. Like the PSVR two has got some pretty sharp screen resolution. I wouldn't say this is pushing it in terms of visuals, but in terms of the rest of the technology, like good haptics on the headset, the controller, the shooting feels really good. Like the. Uh, the tracking's really good. Obviously, the eye tracking works really well. Seems like a great game so far. Uh, hoping to have it finished by launch. Um, obviously, we're recording early, so look for a review hopefully later this week, and I'll have impressions as soon as the embargo lifts. So I've played that. I also played another VR game called Before Your Eyes. Um, also using the blinking technology. Yeah, right, so... Before I played Switchback VR, I was writing down my thoughts on Before Your Eyes, because I'm writing the review currently as well, and I had down that there's too many games using this eye-tracking technology. It almost feels like, because that's a new thing in the headset, all these games just want to find a way to use it. Now, with Before Your Eyes, it's a narrative game, uh, you start off and you're in a boat with a wolf and he is wanting you to take him through your life and from when you were a baby. So as the story progresses, you play through certain scenes in your life, which gives you the story of your character's life. Okay. Uh, the way you control it, you don't have any, you don't use the controller at all. Every time you blink, it goes to the next scene. Now, it's won a lot of awards, this game, because obviously it's accessibility. Like, um, it can be played by pretty much anyone as long as you can blink. So it's it's really great for that. A lot of gamers that wouldn't normally be able to play with a controller are able to play it. Brilliant. But one of the problems is that I cannot blink for a while without even thinking about it. But see, when you're told you can't blink... Yeah, it does make it more difficult, doesn't it? Uh-huh. So what happens is, because some of the scenes are like two or three minutes long, and if you want all of the story, or being myself, 
the fucking collectibles and shit like that, you're wanting to see the whole scene. Mm. And so I started off and I was like, right, I don't want to blink because as soon as I blink, it's going to jump to the next scene. So I'm like, ah. Hmm. <laughs> try to shut one eye without shutting the other eye, try to trick it and then I open that eye and I'm shutting this eye. But sometimes it would just jump forward. Mm. And the problem is if you try not to blink for a while and then you do blink, you can't then go another two minutes. So you end up fucking blinking like a madman. Yeah. And you end up missing shit and you feel like you're missing shit. So a bit into it, I had to go into the settings and change it so that I pressed the controller to change scenes. Um, well, at least you do have that option. What you should have done is got in touch with Jenna Ortega. She's like the master of non-blinking. Oh, she's like the blinking world champion, isn't she? <laughs> That's right. The whole fucking show, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, she'd be fucking excellent at it. Exactly. Uh, I, I, no, I was not at all. And it's one of those things that once you know about it, you, can, you can't fucking stop right. yourself. It's like a mind game as well, isn't it? Yeah. And so by the end, it's only maybe just under two hours long, not long at all. The first half of it, I was like, it's decent, but the story was not massively compelling. Um, there's also some visual bugs, like characters go to sit down and they sit down near a chair, but not actually on the chair. Like Stuff where you're like, this shouldn't have been that hard. Yeah. But um, in the second half, the story really picks up and it ends up being a really well done story. Like, you'd be welling up at the end of it and you're sitting there going, I can't cry in the headset. You know what I mean? I'm going to fucking stuck in here with these tears. Um, so I'd recommend it. Really good game. But I, genuinely, if you can use a controller, I would because I, I'm sitting thinking about it now. It's a one and done experience, but I don't know how much of that story I missed mm. in the first 20, 30 minutes because I'm fucking spending too much time trying not to blink. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend that review coming soon. Played more Octopath. I've restarted it on PlayStation Four, so I can double platinum it. Um, it's still really good, same same as before. Um, my hit review of Zombieland: Headshot Fever Reloaded is up. It's a great arcade sort of time crisis style VR game. A bit House of the Dead, like on rails, but it's really fun, really good shooting. Okay. Um, and the last thing, uh, we'd spoke earlier in the year about stuff, like what people would like to see uh, on the podcast. And some people said more retro stuff. Some people said no retro stuff. So bit mixed signals. So what I decided to do was, for the next couple of weeks at least, each week I'm just going to dive into like half an hour of an old game and just, to, just sort of talk about it for a minute and say whether it held up or not. Okay. So... The first one is an absolute classic celebrity deathmatch on the PlayStation 2. Is this wrestling? Kind. Have you never seen Celebrity Deathmatch? Was that before your time? Probably. Oh, wow. I'm so young. Celebrity Deathmatch back in the day. It was big. I, it was quite big. And we were, I was quite into it because, like, it just, it was, it was that whole MTV era. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When it was yeah. just. And it was one of the first things where it was like taking the utter hole out of celebrities. Okay. Like, so each week they would have two different celebrities and they would fight each other and they were like clay models. And they would, they would, and they would like, it would be like fucking Z list celebrities fighting each other. Would Not they get actually. them on the show? Sometimes they were voiced by the actual were people. They? Sometimes. Hmm. And then sometimes not. Okay. So it could be something like fucking Pamela Anderson against The Rock. And it would just, and then they would just battle it, and they would use signature stuff from that you would know from them, like Pam Landerson would get like a fucking 
I don't know, she'd rip one of her tits off and start battering the rock with it and mm-hmm. the rock the rock would like have the eyebrow and stuff like that. It was it was good for its time. The game was not even at the time the game wasn't very good. So why did you pick this to go back to? Because I was digging out all my PlayStation 2 stuff and it was near the top and I was like, I don't even remember this game. Right. Wow. So you actually purchased this? Back in the day, aye. Wow. Okay. I mean look, I probably picked it up in the two pound bin or something, but so I stuck it on, um, I went. Th- I had a look at the cast. It's like a fucking Hall of Fame of Big Brother. Mr. T, Carmen Electra, Dennis Rodman, Tommy Lee, Carrot Top, Anna Nicole. And when see when she comes, when you choose her and she comes out to the ring, mm-hmm. uh, the commentators say, the only woman that gives Stephen Hawking a special tingle. So not the most PC game. Wow. Okay. Uh, Cindy Margolis, Ron Jeremy, Buster <laughs> Rhymes, Jerry Springer, Cleo, don't know who that is, Marilyn Manson, the cast of NSYNC, and Shannon Doherty. There was a couple of hidden characters I didn't play long enough to Shannon unlock Doherty. them. Oh, she's the American Pie girl. Yes. I was trying to figure out who she was. Aye, that's right. Um, so I played a couple of matches. I went Jerry Springer. The game's not very good, right? But the finishing moves are like Mortal Kombat-esque. So once you get the character... Do you play as the character? Yeah, you play as these characters, and when you get them down, you can do their special move. So when I was Jerry Springer, you do the special move, and it all of a sudden cuts to like a Jerry Springer set. He has them in the chair, and then he starts asking them like why they're the worst person in the world while he's ripping their limbs off. So it's like almost like Mortal Kombat-style finishing moves, but something based on something on that that character would do. Okay. So having revisited this game, does it hold up and would you recommend? At the time, it was a shit game. <laughs> it's still a shit game, but see, honestly, looking back on it, it's probably not as shit as it was at the time, yeah. just because it's got the nostalgia for fucking Celebrity Deathmatch. And match. you might get a few lols out of it. Yeah. Like... I think now you'll find it more funny for two quid in a bin than you did at the time because people spent fucking 50 quid on this because Celebrity Deathmatch was huge at the time and then got a shit game whereas now you've got the nostalgia for it so it's actually probably held up better than it did when it first initially released I feel like I'm going to have to YouTube Celebrity Deathmatch because I don't think it's something I've ever seen yeah if you have if if people don't know what Celebrity Deathmatch is I suggest checking it out 10 minute programme wasn't it 10, 15 minute wasn't it like a full feature no I think you're right aye. or they maybe had like two matches a week or something like that aye. Okay. we'll check it out some homework <laughs> right okay let's hit up this week's news then because there's a few bits to get through news news I was believing the news we are bringing you the news with your digging team First up, those holding out hope for The Last of Us Factions game to release later this year may want to temper expectations. Speaking remotely on a kind of funny spoiler cast, Neil Druckmann, who seems quite deliberate in not referencing to it as factions says the last of us multiplayer game is our next big title you'll hear much more about it later this year and i'm stoked about it i don't appreciate the word stoked being used Mm. although i may have used it myself in the past (laughs) Uh, yeah i think this is coming next year i think there's still people kind of holding out hope that it will release this year but Multiple times now he said you'll learn more about it in 2023 and I think that's deliberately 
setting yeah, up. Yeah, like it's, for a summer showcase and then... Aye. I think you'll have a pretty good idea of what it's about this year, yeah. but it's not coming until next year, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The currently unannounced Super Switch, which is what we'll continue to refer to as as Nintendo have not announced it and made the official name. But anyway, will struggle to play games from the current device if they move away from the Tegra X1 chip. This has led to speculation on whether the Switch's successor will indeed be backwards compatible. I think even Nintendo, I don't think, can get away with this. Like, It's not even just getting away with it. It's are they... I don't know. I was going to say stupid enough, but like... Oh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sony like money, but Nintendo are the kings at making you rebuy the same shit, game, the same yeah. shit over and over and over. Yeah, folk do it, though. I know, but I, I genuinely, I don't think they can get away with it this time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think they'll have to find a way to make it backwards compatible. Like in previous, they have done it a few times. Like with the Wii U, you could play Wii games, but if you so if you put a Wii game into the Wii U the Wii U would shut down and it would load the Wii. So it had like a Wii emulator in it. It'd load up the entire fucking Wii UI. Uh, And like a few of them have done that. But the only way they could do that is if they put this Tegra chip into the next Switch. And I don't know how much extra money that's going to cost. But I mean, the fucking outcry, if it didn't play your old games, would be unbelievable. Um, also, the aptly named Doug Bowser, yep, head of Nintendo, he did an interview like a day ago, and he made a comment about how he thinks the Switch has still got a couple of years in it. What the fuck? I know. I mean, it's it's a fucking potato. Like, it, don't be wrong, it's got good games on it and stuff like that. But for, it, it fucking they need a new console. Like, it was underpowered mm. in 2017. It's fucking 2023. No, it's got no life in it. You can only hope that when he said that, he means we'll bring out a new Switch, but we still expect the old one to keep selling units. We'll do a price drop, but if he genuinely thinks they're not releasing a new console for a couple of years... You can only hope that he was having a mini stroke and he just didn't know what he was fucking saying. Yeah. Bloody tube. They can't hold out another couple of years. I I don't think they can get away with that. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, next up, Insider Gaming sources have confirmed that the PS5 Pro is in development and could release with a tentative release date of late 2024. The previously reported PS5 with a detachable disk drive is still scheduled to release later this year, with the model phasing out the OG PS5 to cut down on production and shipping costs. Despite reports, this is not the PS5 Pro. This is, quote, just the beginning of new hardware coming to PlayStation users this generation, said one source when talking about the detachable disk drive console. As for what the PS5 specs will entail, details are limited. However, a recently published patent by PlayStation architect Mark Kearney suggests that Sony Interactive Entertainment is looking to accelerate ray tracing performance in video games. I love that they say this is just the beginning of the shit we are going to sell you this generation. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, man. That's basically what he said. Oh, just you wait. Fucking 520 quid VR headset. That's just the fucking beginning. <laughs> We're going to fucking rip the ass out of you lot. Um, 
see if that does come out in late twenty twenty four. PlayStation could set could potentially release a PlayStation Five and a PlayStation Five Pro before, before Nintendo switch, even put out another Switch. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, and this I think this will be real. It's like it's still a rumor, but uh, it makes sense. Like this, uh, PlayStation and Xbox must have made a lot of money with those mid-gen mm-hmm. upgrade consoles. So why would you not? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. You can try and fucking take folk for another console. This is a bit of a long one, so do strap in. TT Games has cancelled several Lego titles, including one known internally as Project Marley. The game was said to have featured multiple worlds and Disney characters, including Jungle Book, Nightmare Before Christmas, Pirates of the Caribbean, Maleficent, Muppets, Frozen, Toy Story, Winnie the Pooh, any animated Disney property that's had the Lego treatment, it seems, with the player exploring in a large overworld and Diablo-like dungeons. Project Cosmic, a Guardians of the Galaxy game which was said to also feature the Marvel characters Nova and Adam Warlock. It was apparently in development for a full 18 months before being scrapped. Also, Project Rainbow Road, a non-Lego shooter featuring Warner Brothers IP, including DC, Rick and Morty and Looney Tunes, along with Netflix's Stranger Things, which reportedly started life as a Funko project at TT Games before developer 1010 was set up and took the Funko licence. The source of all above also states that Mandalorian story-based DLC for the Skywalker saga could also be in jeopardy and another Lego Batman game that was in the works has been set to one side so the studio can focus on revisiting the Harry Potter franchise and opening it up like they did with Star Wars and the Skywalker saga. What is going on? I hadn't heard about this fucking Disney thing. That seems like it have been right up your street. Yes, 100%. Yeah, and it was apparently pretty... Like, they'd been working on it for a while, and then they just fucking binned it. Apparently they were having some different troubles with it, and then once that Disney Dreamlight Dreamlight Valley Valley. came out, they were like, ah, nah, fuck it. Nah, we're done. I did actually dabble more in that this week, too. Oh, did you? Mm. So then, you? Maribel. I don't know who that is. Encanto. I mean, it was a few weeks ago, but I haven't played it yet, so. Okay. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it just, it seems like TT Games is getting a bit schizophrenic mm. like it's almost like they're desperate for a hit so I don't know they were doing the Disney license the fucking bin that they were doing a Guardians game a Guardians Lego game could actually have been quite cool yeah. mm-hmm. and they've never done that before so that would have been cool but they're like nut. then they were, they were DLC for Skywalker Saga fair enough but how many fucking Lego Star Wars games has there been quite a lot because I'm sure they brought out all the films individually. Then they brought out like a Star Wars 1 to 4, then 5 to 7, or maybe that was original. Then they brought it out in a fucking... They brought the whole thing out together. Then they did the Skywalker saga. Lego Batman, there's been at least fucking five of them. And they were apparently making another one of them. I mean, fucking do something different. And now they're going to go back to Harry Potter. Which they've made at least three or four of. Mm. It feels like, I don't know, like, off the back... Like, if this is new news, it's off the back of how well Hogwarts has done. They're like, right, fuck it, not drop everything, let's go back to Harry yeah. Potter But now. the momentum is now. I mean, Aye. how long does it take them to get something else out? Aye. In which Four case, years. like, it's pointless. It just seems like they're rummaging about looking for something mm-hmm. that's a hit. But mm-hmm. you need to commit to something, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so we'll see how that one unfolds. I'm sure there'll be more, more that comes out. Um, 
next in news that only Afterlife co-host Donny cares about, Lightyear Frontier has been delayed. It was originally meant to launch spring this year, but the developer Framebreak says that they now can't even commit to a release window. So I don't know what that tells us. Not good things. That it's not doing well. No. An open world farming game Mm -hmm. set on a different planet. Mm -hmm. Fuck right off. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly wouldn't fucking play it if I was paid to. I remember the trailer and I remember thinking, ah, you could, you could possibly think that wasn't totally shit. It looked a little bit No Man's Sky, mm. if I remember correctly, but mm. no, nah, they lost me at farming. To help promote the upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie, Nintendo is making a different level of Super Mario run free each day during the event. The mobile game, which apparently isn't always free, does need to be linked with your Nintendo account to be eligible for the free levels. I can't believe this was actually a paid game. I feel like maybe I did know that at some point, but I was like, when I saw this news and they were like, oh, we're giving away a free level every day, and I'm like, it's a fucking mobile game. Is it not free anyway? But apparently it's not. You've got to pay for the fucker. Mm. Is it free as part of your Nintendo subscription, though? If you've I, got don't, that? I don't think so. I don't know if this is some sort of trick to try and get you to link your Nintendo account, which I can't do because I can't remember the password, which is an issue. But um, I did install this just because I was like, oh, I'll have a quick look. See as far as mobile games go and as far as games go where the wee guy's constantly running and you tap the screen to make him jump and stuff like that mm. it's actually pretty fucking decent like I'm not surprised it's got the Mario franchise on it they probably put in a fair bit of effort yeah. it's actually quite fun much to my chagrin it's aye if you haven't checked out Mario Run it actually seems quite fun and you get a different level free than now every day so Fairfox. Yeah. Speaking of mobile games, I posted this on the Discord. So I was scrolling on the old Facebook and I got hit with an ad for a game. Well, no, I got hit with an ad and I was like, oh, it's my man Pedro. Pedro Pascal. And it was like a sort of murder mystery type advert. And I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm intrigued. What is this? And... Then it proceeded to present me with a shitty mobile game called Merge Mansion. Right. Which is like a story-driven, question mark, merge puzzle game. And you've got to, like, renovate and restore and up- upgrade this mansion. And I'm like... Does it look shit? Yes. Because restoring a mansion actually sounds like an alright game. Yeah, but I, th- how, I mean, I think I sort of just assume mobile games are shit and therefore for the most part you assume correct but there is so much money in mobile games i'm thinking how the fuck are they getting him on their advert for this because he's the man of the moment like how much have they paid him to be on this but actually the mobile the mobile industry is bigger i think than i give it credit for oh it's fucking huge Um, if you get a hit you're fucking I mean, I don't know how good this game, game is, but I, I, did, I did download it. Of course you did. Of course. And I, I played it for about 10 minutes and thought, this is not for me. There's no Pedro's not actually in the game. So So they just, they don't put him in the game, they just paid him to say. <laughs> they lured, they did exactly, this, they did exactly what they intended to do. They lured me in, I downloaded it, and now Facebook is like, ah, 
you're into mobile games. We caught you clicking mm. that link and downloading that. So now my Facebook feed is just, oh, mobile game. She likes it last time. Let's see Clash if she'll click clans. on it again. So they're just feeding me with all these mobile games that are equally a ship and no Pedro <laughs> on the advert. <laughs> yeah, that's disappointing. I hate the system. I hate it. <sighs> well, I'm you're just, part of I it. I did delete Facebook at one point. I think I might have to go back to that and just... Fight the power. Fight the power. And yes, yeah, speaking of our lack of knowledge on what the slippery dev devils over at Nintendo are up to, apparently they have a version of FIFA 23, Craig, running on the Switch, and it will be getting a free trial next week, March 20th. Yeah, I didn't even know that FIFA 23 came to the Switch. It is obviously, like, they call it Legacy Edition, and so what happened was the first year they put FIFA on the Switch... Every subsequent year, the only thing they've updated is the kits and the transfers. Mm-hmm. But that might actually for? for the last five years. Really? Mm. Wow. I might check out this trial, though, this free trial, just because, I don't know, I don't necessarily think that FIFA's got better over the last couple of years, so playing a version from, like, four years ago might actually mm. be pretty decent, you know what I mean? So it's, if yeah. it's free, I might check it out. I don't even, I mean, it'll be a stripped down version of whether it even has full career mode or that, I'm not sure. Fucking hell, Switch, get it together. <laughs> I feel like we've bashed Nintendo quite a lot in this episode so far. Um, and lastly, if anyone was looking forward to playing System Shock on PC later this month, the game has been delayed two months and will now launch May 30th. Bothered. No, it's not for me. Well, but I know there was some people excited about it. Okay, it is time for the last time to talk about The Last of Us. The Last Last of Us. The Last Last of Us, yep. So this is your spoiler warning if you do not wish to know about episode 9, which is the last episode of the series. We'll discuss the episode itself, we'll also chat a little bit about the overall season and then also what's next. So yeah, if you're not staying for that, goodbye. If you are, here we go. So, the final episode to the widely popular HBO series saw Pedro, Pascal, my fave, Joel and Bella Ramsey Ellie finally reach the Fireflies in hopes of providing a cure. But Joel, of course, is forced to make the ultimate choice. We'll get to that. The episode begins with Ashley Johnston, who voiced Ellie in the games as Ellie's mum, Anna. And we see Marlene again, who is played by Marilyn Dandridge in both the show and the games. Although not for long. It was cool to see Ashley Johnston in it. As soon as I heard the voice, because you hear her talk before you actually see her, I was like, like instantly, I was like, Ellie, Ellie. But how soon into that scene did you clock what was happening? Did like when did you realise that oh that's that's Ellie that's getting born? When did you realise that? I think it's as soon as I saw the the pregnancy bump, I figured it was. But really? then I when, think I'd she was seen, running in the woods. Yeah, but I think I'd seen a screenshot on Twitter earlier on, so that probably affected my mm. my sort of outcome. Well, then it clicked for me until. She's born. Bit. No, the, that. Oh, the bite. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So, That's yeah, the, this, I don't know, the reveal that Ellie's umbilical cord wasn't cut before her mother was bitten is like, I don't know, the biggest reveal we, we've had as a reason to why she's immune. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's quite it, cool. It serves quite a satisfying answer, I think, to one yeah. of the biggest questions that we've had, having played the games and obviously mm-hmm. the series so far. Yeah. Like, we've never had that. It works. Yeah, it does, doesn't mm-hmm. it? So, it's almost like. You know how, like, when if you get the flu jab, basically they inject you with the flu, yeah, like yeah. a small dose of it, and that builds up your immunity. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. almost like that. Yeah, She's yeah. had a micro dose of the virus in her that has then sat there over time and built up an immunity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really, really fucking cool way of explaining it. Yeah. Very, very creative. Yeah, because this obviously, this this whole scene was never explored in the in the games at all so you know as Mm -hmm. as the gamers that we are it it was a nice addition i think um whether it was well placed in this episode being only 42 minutes we'll we'll come to that Mm. um yeah i clocked that as well that was the shortest episode yeah i was really i I was expecting a bumper episode so and when it started off like this i thought oh my god they're adding more and don't Mm. be wrong i love the more that they added but Already, I'm thinking as yeah. we're watching, put, there's an extra scene in here that's um, not part of the game. I was like, in a 42 yeah. minute episode, we don't have t- <laughs> as cool as these flashbacks are, in a 42 minute <laughs> episode, we don't have fucking time for this. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing that's bizarre as well, like just briefly on the time, like it's not as if they were under the gun in terms of time. The episode times have been all over the fucking shop. This episode could have been an hour and fucking 20 minutes. I mean, maybe we don't know, like, in terms of... Yeah. But you're right, yeah, I don't... I don't know. Um, So, yeah, after that little flashback scene, we then returned to the present day, and the pair continue their their little journey. Ellie not quite herself, despite Joel's efforts to sort of bring her back she had a hard time after the last episode so mm-hmm. um but yeah they encounter mountains of rubble in their way so they cut through a building joe gives ellie a good old boost a wee triangle <laughs> yeah <laughs> you could almost see the triangle button up here couldn't you yeah um yeah so she he pushes pushes down a ladder but before she can she gets a bit distracted and runs away up the stairs to discover a giraffe it's oh, the moment they had to do that scene, they didn't they? To, yeah. Oh, aye, of course. Same music and everything. Yeah. Oh, was that? I never clocked that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think even just the the shots were done so well mm-hmm. and, and yeah. replicated th- that memory in the game. Um, yeah, it was lovely. And then Joel opens up about Sarah a little bit, um, talks about he tried to kill himself, um, which is something I don't think... I mean, it's kind of alluded to but I don't think we ever really got that narrative in the games don't think so yeah again I thought that was quite a cool addition and like one of the things I really appreciate about this show is sometimes they have been quite cute with little details like when so earlier in the season um, Sarah was brought up and Joel straight away fucking shuts it down doesn't want to hear anything about it and he's raging she brings up, Ellie brings up 
Sarah in this episode and Joel is almost happy to talk about it mm-hmm. and it just was such a sort of like you know like he's in a different place yeah. like this whole episode he had a spring in his step didn't he well not the whole episode but the first 20 minutes like he just seemed like he was almost smiling and I was like I don't think I've fucking seen him smile like I th- yeah I think it's indicative of how their relationship has blossomed yeah. though he, he has that strong bond with her by this yeah. point he was happy um, to talk about Sarah and they ha- I think they had like obviously for for what happens next they really had to emphasize how much he cares for her at this yeah. point yeah. Um, and obviously having played the games you get that from that playing the character and mm-hmm. the, yeah. you know the, the longevity of the game that you've built that so they, they really had to hone in on that in this episode at the beginning I feel to then because they were running out of time well yeah and also for what for what comes later which we'll get to but um yeah so that she's trying to sheen him up with her, her book of puns again that that gets a, a revisit and they sort of on the go but then they're ambushed um a grenade is flung joel spots it just in the nick of time flashbang boom um this was the first point in the episode where i was like fucking hell already <laughs> aye i was like already we're getting to this like the scene with the bloater again is taken out. Like, I know I've had an issue with this throughout, like, about how it's not that I want it to be filled with action, but I feel like it hasn't had enough. But, like, I just, how fucking long did it take to design all the prosthetics and everything for that bloater? And it was on screen for about a minute and a half mm. the whole fucking season. Because <laughs> in the game, you get rescued yeah, so in the from game, a bloater. Like, we- why not have that fucking in it? You, when you're taken to the Fireflies lab in Salt Lake City in the final kind of stretch of the game, you're, Joel and Ellie are like forced to go underground um, and through tunnels to get there because I think it's all blocked off. Yeah. Um, but down, when they're down there, they come across a whole bunch of infected. There's a big blower and they have to navigate their way in the kind of water wasteland by swimming, although Ellie can't fucking swim because she's useless. And then they... It's a shame you didn't have... <laughs> you, weren't, you didn't at any point get a, a crate, crate and yeah. put her on the crate yeah. and push her across yeah. the water. Um, <laughs> but yeah, of course, this whole section's omitted from the show and I, I don't know, a, a hazard and I guess I think it is just purely because of the expense and it being too time-consuming to recreate all that. Yeah. What purpose did it serve anyway, really? Because they're getting Probably. to where they need to be. But again, like I just I think back to how long did it take to create all the stuff to make that bloater, and then they just went and used it for such a short amount of time. Yeah, but it had an impact because it was only there once. So. Nah, it did. Yeah. And so yeah, then they they're at, they're at the hospital. They're at the hospital. Um... What do we? I mean, the, this the whole hospital scene played out pretty much like the game mm-hmm. I thought the so when Joel has been escorted out of the building and he then takes out those two guys the war path that he goes on from there to get to Ellie I thought was expertly done mm-hmm. the fact that the music was playing and the gunshots and stuff like that were almost like muted yeah and it was like sombre music uh-huh. well, that's the thing because it nailed it's, it it's not a heroic no yeah like journey to get no. to her it's that he's having to kill innocent people yeah. because he wants to have her in his life yeah it's a selfish act isn't it really I thought it was fucking brilliant mm, yeah absolutely, absolutely brilliant, brilliant. That scene. Yeah. it was yeah. great 
It was great because it's almost like he's got no second thought about killing all these people to get to. No, I mean, and there's there's, there's ones when he just like he's like here, give me a gun, and he shoots them anyway and stuff like that. And yeah. I was like, yeah, there's get the him. guy that puts puts down his gun and he spends a couple of seconds like putting his hands up, and then you can see him just going like that. Nah, fuck it, bang. And then the you couldn't doc- take the chance though. The doctor, he goes in. The doctor and the doctor goes like the surgeon who's about to operate and mm-hmm. and he goes. Uh, I can't let you do it, and then he doesn't even get the sentence out. And bang, shot in the head. If you, no, I've no time for your pish, pal. He made that, early. that doctor made his choice. Uh, I've no time for your pish talk. Bang, shot in the head. Does he? He doesn't shoot the nurses in the game, doesn't he? No, no. He just he does. Aye, and he and that he does. But that's the thing. I think he doesn't shoot anyone who he perceives not a threat. Like yes, that guy put his gun down. But in Joel's head, I well, as, as, soon, as soon as I fucking walk down the hall, he's going to pick it back up and shoot me in the back. So exactly. he's getting fucking pinged. Whereas I think he looks at the uh, the nurses, one of who was Laura Bailey, um, who voices a main character in the second game. Uh, they weren't a threat. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, he's just like, I oh, don't fuck it. Mm-hmm. He does have some humanity in him. But, um, but yeah, I... I've went through this before, so I'm not going to get too bogged down on it. But <laughs> I'm going to try not to get too yeah, bogged down with it. I, I still, like, I think Joel did the right thing. I still think Joel did the right thing. And I know that's a controversial... Like, I get the selfishness, and I do think he did it for selfish reasons, but mm-hmm. I also think, at the same point, like, I don't know if we've spoken about this before, but, like, so my interpretation of The End of the Last of Us always was... To me, Joel did what I would have done because, yeah, you've got these fireflies saying, oh, this could be the cure, and you're like, aye, but it also couldn't be, and you're not fucking opening up someone that I'm responsible for on a fucking whim. Mm -hmm. Um, So get to fuck. Uh, And I've always thought that, yeah, he did did the right thing, and yes, he does lie to Ellie after that, but she's a fucking child, and what's he supposed to do? Put all that on her shoulders. Exactly. So that's always the way I've thought, but... I know that there's been interviews with Neil Druckmann and he has said, no, no, Joel is the bad guy. The, the Ellie is the cure and that would have worked. And I'm like, ah, well, that's not what I took from it. And so this to me was their chance to sort of retcon that. And I was paying very close attention mm-hmm. to the wording that was used. And so Marlene in the hospital, direct quote, our doctor, he thinks the cordyceps have grown in her since birth. He thinks it could be the cure, Joel. Not he knows, he fucking thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, in the car park, Joel and Marlene, uh, Marlene says to Joel, um, Marlene says Joel could have saved the world. Uh, and this is the next few sentences. Joel says, but it isn't for you to decide. And then Marlene says, or you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Marlene says, so what would she decide? Because I think she'd want to do what's right. And then Marlene says, and you know it. Uh, well, if you fucking know it, why didn't you ask her before you put her under? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Marlene turns around and says, I don't worry, we never said a thing to her before exactly. we put her under. And you're like, ah, well, if you think she'd have fucking done the right thing, then why didn't you have the, Why didn't you fucking tell her? Mm-hmm. You just fucking said, oh, we're just going to put you... She didn't even know she was getting put under. Yeah. And it's, a, it's kind of an awkward one, because, I, I, yeah, my... Uh, she's in my opinion she's too young to make that 
informed decision of yeah. of what she yeah, should do with she her is. life. But you can't and it's you can't go, all right, we'll come back in like four or five years when she's like eighteen and she's old enough well, because be I mean humanity, you know what I mean? <laughs> I it just doesn't work like that. Like yeah. um and she could be dead. It's, yeah. a, it's yeah. not. It's not as if it's this world. It's a world that's fraught with danger. Yeah, she could be dead, and that's um, the whole opportunity away. But but to me, Joel is the closest thing to a guardian that she has in the laws of the world today. It would be Joel's fucking decision. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's a bit of a lawless world now in the story <laughs> of the Last of Us. But at the same point, the fucking fireflies weren't big enough to tell her what was going on. Mm-hmm. No, because they didn't know what I know. They didn't. They they, they didn't. They didn't want to have the situation where she went no fuck that and they had to do it against her will yeah so it was like ignorance is bliss almost aye so I just I've never bought the whole oh it's all Joel's fault like Joel has been selfish absolutely because there is very much a I'm not losing a fucking daughter figure again no, fuck that, this that's shit. exactly what aye. they're going for yeah. he's not he's not wanting to go through that again he doesn't know why but he's finally found somebody that he can worth living for uh, aye and he's opened up his heart again to it and he's not wanting to lose that again and yeah it's totally selfish but I could I'd be selfish as well and I'm with you in this I'd one. have done the exact same fucking thing and I, I don't know I just I don't I've never bought the whole that's all Joel's fault like the position he was put in and then yeah he does lie to Ellie at the end but again, again what, just, what the fuck what's he supposed to turn and go you might have been the cure and I had to make a decision so I fucking murdered everybody uh, cool we're alright yeah. I think it, he does a tremendous job at that kind of final scene there where because you can as much as he's lying to you can see the pain yeah. in him like because he you know he knows he's mm-hmm. yeah lying to her yeah. essentially um, so and what do you think she's thinking at that point what do you take for that do you think she's like just because I take for that that she knows she's he's lying, but she's accepting it. Mm-hmm. The way know. she looks at him, she knows something's up, but I don't think she knows quite what. Yeah, she's she disappointed kn- that she's not been the cure, but obviously she doesn't know that she aye, fucking aye. died. But so. she knows that something's definitely yeah. wrong. She oh, yeah. woke up in the, the back of her car in a fucking gown, and uh, she knows that something went down. Yeah. yeah. Aye, she, she, she knows knows I think lying. she knows he's lied to her, but it's not really... I mean, what in that situation, how is she supposed to get the truth off him? He's not no. going to tell her, so she almost has to accept it and just... Yeah. Oh, but I think she's happy enough to accept it as well. Mm. Ah, because she's got what she wanted mm. as well. Like, she wants to be with him. She's finally, like, she's went through her whole life as an orphan, had no one that cared about her, and she realises that he does care about her. And there's also probably a bit of her that's like, whatever happened here, it seems like this guy put his life on the line for me. And I've got someone that finally cares about me enough that they're willing to fucking do anything for me. So yeah, I, I think it almost roles, suits both of them. The roles almost reverse it then because it's obviously most of the programme Ellie's looking for his approval and then at the end it totally kind of switches. Yeah. It's like him that's kind of like seeking her approval at the end and she's kind of the one that's distant. Yeah, absolutely. Aye. What's our, our overall, overall thoughts on this episode then? Where where does it sit in the... Oh, God, I thought it was brilliant again. Yeah. The whole thing's just been brilliant. I think this definitely goes up to be one of my favourites again. Yeah. Um, I think, like you say, with that hospital scene, I really ah, that thought was that cool. was really well done. Um, yeah, that that was one of the best scenes in the whole thing. Ah, the tone of that scene was mm. spot on. Mm. Yeah. Ah, absolutely. Because you could like just put fucking 
like action music at the back it's an action scene yeah but that's not what it's about no. aye that's not what it's and it about. was it would have been so easy to do that but it was such a yeah. clever move not to mm-hmm. again though I will say it should have been longer it was rushed like they should have went back to the university <laughs> ever since that bit with the university the show has felt in fast forward <laughs> Like <laughs> one thing I will say, like in the game, one of the best moments is the scene with the giraffe, and I didn't think that had anywhere near the same impact because there was no fucking build to it whatsoever. And like, I just, I don't, I honestly don't know. Like, I, one of the things I wrote down in my notes was, see that flashback that happens at the beginning of the episode. If that had happened at the in the first half of the show, it would have been a fucking hour and forty five minute episode. But because it was at the end, it was a fucking seven minute flashback. Like, I I don't, I genuinely wonder. I just, I, I don't know, the first four or five episodes felt so deliberate. Even six felt so deliberate. And then the last three felt like the last half of the game. And I just, I think we all would agree, like, I don't, why the hell was the last episode 42 minutes? What the fuck, man? Mm. There was no need for that. It's well, a great else, show. What else do you want, exactly, though? I wanted more of a build to them getting to the... Like, I just felt like you got the impression that they had built up that sort of, like, that love for each other. But I think there should have been more of it before they got caught, before they ended up at the hospital. Like a scene where they're talking about what happened to Ellie in the previous episode. I mean, it's not even fucking referenced, apart from the fact that she's got a bit of a fucking sour lip. You know she, what I mean? Like, she, that's not them, though. They don't want to talk about that sort of stuff. That wouldn't they fit. I just, I, honestly, I don't know. Did you, I just, because like, even, the episode, even though the episode was short, it's not as if you, you're not getting all the feelings that you need to get when they're hitting all the, the notes they're hitting. Mm. You know what I mean? It's because they don't spend five, ten minutes talking about all that kind of stuff they've dealt with just because they spent like two minutes of him opening up about his daughter and trying to kill himself that that hits the note that needs to hit it does I but I, I, I don't know I just I feel like it's because you just want to see more of it that's all you know what I mean because you're enjoying it but I feel like we did see more of it in the first half like it felt so much more deliberate in the first half and then like I go back to that episode 3 like a fucking hour and 15 minutes on a character that doesn't have a lot to do in the game. He's a great character and I fucking love the actor, so I'm not complaining about the episode, but why are we getting an hour and 15 minutes and a character that appears in an episode and dies at the end of it? And then the fucking finale is 25 minutes shorter than it. But why don't, like, now you'll watch it, like, you'll binge it all and you'll not be thinking about that episode was that length, that length. Yeah, you'll just watch maybe. it as a whole. I think- as I kind of touched on earlier, I think in part it's to do with the fact that when you're, you've got that sort of game bias, like in that you're, you spent so long with the characters playing and building up that relationship that it probably seems short. Oh, it's definitely a, I have played the game problem. Uh-huh. I would say. Although I do think genuinely that most people will look at the runtime in that last episode and go, is that two part? What? Yeah, but I think as Andy said, like, what, what was missing? What more did you want? The fucking no. tunnel with the bloaters. I mean, yeah, that 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 is probably <laughs> the main. I can't fucking that. believe they didn't put that in. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, 
Yes. Great show though. Look, don't be wrong. Like we're here to critique it, the good and the bad. But I mean, overall, it was a fucking brilliant yeah. show. They did an amazing job. It'll be interesting to watch it as a whole and just see how you fit, you feel it's paced mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. As like just watching it all back to back, do you still feel at your own pace? And then just do you actually because obviously we're watching it as a weekly thing, which now is kind of like not the norm. Yeah. So when you watch it all back to back, are you going to feel the same? Yeah, definitely. Because I'm definitely going to watch it all again. What I'll probably do is when I get to the university scene, I'll probably watch it and then watch that bit again so it seems longer. Now you do that. Because they really sold that bit short. Watching half speed, it might be longer. There That's not go. a bad idea, there aye. Go. And then go and play the game at that bit as well. I might. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, goodness me. So how are we feeling then about season two? We've mm. had we've had them sort of... They've been in the news, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann recently, and they've sort of said that they don't think Last of Us Part 2 can be done in one season. So they're looking at at least season two and three. Mm. But I th- I still think that we could that season two could end relatively early on in season in in terms of the Last of Us Part Two. Like I still think they're going to try and get more mileage out of Joel. Oh, I do. Yeah. Obviously, I, I should least, I, I, I should say, I should say here spoilers if you if you've watched the Last of Us TV show and you've not played the second game turn off here because we are going to sort of spoil a little bit of Last of Us Part 2 but yeah I I just don't see them fucking wiping out Joel in episode 1 or 2 of the next season I see them ending a season with that yeah that's what what we said as well I think if they they can can bridge the gap a bit Mm -hmm. and season 2 could end at that point and then you're like what the fuck and then you're like what where are they going with that and then they could get another season out of them and then the third season they could even have flashbacks because sometimes the best thing to do is like right right from the ending Mm -hmm. and go where's the ending well Joe's going to be killed Mm -hmm. how do we start build it from there build it from there Mm -hmm. yeah I could see that I just I think just don't want it to feel rushed is it trouble well that's that obviously but um and it wouldn't be if they did it that way. But like I say, like I don't know, when they first... This show has been in the works for a while. And it's came out right at the sort of Pedro Pascal peak. I'm sure you would agree, Jess. Yes. And so I think that has to play a part where you're like, we have locked down the most in-demand actor in Hollywood. Are we really going to fucking... Smash him with a fucking five iron. And I just, I think you would try and find a way not to do that. But at the same point, it's not like you can just go, right, we're just going to make that not happen now. I think yeah. that still has to happen, but I think yeah. you want to delay it yeah. as much as possible. And just another thing on the sort of main characters, like, to me now, Pedro Pascal is Joel. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. more than I see Troy Baker as Joel, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I see Pedro Pascal as Joel. I love Bella Ramsey. I still don't fully see it as Ellie, and I think that's partly because my connection with Ellie is from the original Last of Us one, and she's more of a sort of I don't mean likable character, but she's more of a 
she's not innocent, but she's more of a sort of innocent young girl. And I don't get that from Bella Ramsey. I feel like Bella Ramsey is much more the Ellie of Last of Us Part Two. Okay, I can. Then yeah, part I one, can do you know what I mean? See what you're saying, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, see, see, for instance, right? Again, spoiling the last of us part two here. Well, she's already a bit more hardened to the world. Mm-hmm. Aye, uh, she, and she just comes across as that in her face and her mannerisms and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, see, one of the problems, one of the reasons people, some people, hate the last of us part two is because they fucking loved Ellie from Last of Us Part One, and then depending on your interpretation, she's potentially the villain. Mm-hmm. In Last of Us Part 2, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's like, it depends how you swing it. And I think a lot of people were like, no way are you making me fucking hate her and actually warm to this other person. Mm-hmm. And I think what was when it, last his name again? Abby. 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 And I think when it comes to doing that in the show, it'll be a much easier pill to swallow mm-hmm. because I think Bella Ramsey can play a hateable character a lot better. Yes. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it'll be as hard a pill to swallow that, oh, she's actually a right bastard. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've not. There's been rumours about yeah. who might play Abby, but I, I assume they've sort of potentially cast, but just not announced yet. Not sure. I remember about, it was before the show started, someone on Twitter had posted a picture saying, you, you need to get this girl to play Abby. And I mean, obviously, they don't necessarily have to have somebody that looks exactly like the character, but fuck me, she looked exactly like Abby. Mm. She was built like a fucking tank. Who, fam- who famous, though, would... Like, if you were going to go for, like, a famous person, who famous would call it? For some reason, I've got Elizabeth Banks in my head. Mm. She'd be too old, though, wouldn't she? Would she? Mm. She's about 50 now. She still looks good, though. Oh, aye. And then Abby's kind of... She's supposed nice, to be... But- Kind of, she's quite broad, though, isn't she? She's quite oh, built. she's built, aye. Yeah. But she's supposed to be maybe just about tw- early 20s. Yeah, they sort Where of kind of... Aye, well, the whole thing is that she, her, that's her dad. That the, the, the whole reason that she comes back, see the surgeon that you killed, that Joe killed, that's her dad. And that's why she comes after them. Is that? Aye. I don't remember that. That's the whole reason she kills Joel, I've is because Joel to, killed her dad. I've only played the second one once. once. Aye. So I don't, it's not stuck in my head as much. Yeah. So she's she's like early. She's meant to be a very similar age to Ellie. And right. she comes for Joel because Joel killed her dad. And that's the whole thing. Like, the, the beginning of the game, you hate Abby because you're like, I can't believe she's taken Joel away. But then as mm-hmm. you learn more, you're like, oh, but he did fucking oh, kill her dad. Right. I remember. Yes. Right. I and then you're sort of torn yeah. about who... Mm-hmm. And it's Ellie that can't let it go. Yeah. One of the rumours is Shannon Berry, um, who's in the wilds. I don't. She does look a wee bit familiar, but I don't really. Don't recognise the name. I think that that was the person I saw. Yeah. She fucking looks like her. All right. Don't know what she is as an, how she is as an actress, but like, she does look like her. But yeah, I think as well, like, it's going to be a wee while before we get this. Yeah, oh yeah. So, obviously the pandemic didn't help, but this thing has been in the works for, what, three years? And we got it. I think this will be, like, fast-tracked as much as possible. I think it will, but still, I mean, they need to make this... I I think... And now the infrastructure's... I mean, I've seen the infrastructure's there where the teams are set up now. They know what they're doing. I know it still takes time. I think it'll be 2025. I don't the know. beginning of twenty twenty five early next year. I think we, I think we might get it next year, but I think we we kind of thought right. So, how does this play out for years? 
to come because if we get season two next year potentially and then another season a year and a half later like what where does this sit with the games like does it go beyond that is there a mm. last of us part three well like where mm-hmm. naughty dog so Druckmann said he was on a kind of funny spoiler cast recently and he, or yesterday i think and he said that they have started production on their next game they're not saying it's last of us part mm. three just their next game obviously mm-hmm. they're making last of us factions whatever that's gonna be called mm-hmm. just now but to me they've said they're not even in pre-production for part for the season two so to me i think season two comes beginning of 2025 but i think they'll rec- i think they'll film season two and three pretty much back to back Especially if they're doing two seasons for like The Last of Us Part Two, yeah, makes too. sense to just fucking. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think you would get season two, twenty twenty five, season three, twenty twenty six, and then, I mean, it depends how long it takes them to make the next game. They definitely at this point will be making Last of Us Three. Yeah, but they can't have the this show. show go beyond the game. You can't have. I don't know. I, I don't see a situation where the show gets ahead of the game nah. and then the game comes out and you're playing something that's already happened on TV. I don't yeah, see them going no. that way. No. If only Mystic Meg was still around to I help f- predict the future of this Sorry. and what was going to happen. Fucking dig her up. Sorry about that. <sighs> Fucked it. Yeah, Fuck's sake, so, Meg. I mean, on the whole, I, it's, I know we have picked it apart in many ways, but equally... I feel like it's hard to fall. It was just so, so good. Like we said, we'll watch it again. Oh, I loved it. I thought they did a really fucking cracking job. Like, I didn't watch it, so granted this is a maybe an unfair dig, but from everything I've heard, the Halo TV show was a bit of a mess. This had the potential to be the same, and they fucking nailed it. Granted, that'll have a lot to do with HBO. Like, they don't fuck about. No. You get the right people on board. But yeah, absolutely brilliant. One of the best TV shows I've seen in the last couple of years, easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and yes, yeah, so we wrap things up for The Last of Us and also for this episode. So I have nothing more to say. I also am out of words. Same. Bye! Goodbye. Thank you.